TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome back to Kick It Naturally. I'm your host, T.C. Hale, and I used to have a harmonica. As promised, I'm back with a new episode, and I said I was going to talk about uh, some HCL stuff, and I um, hope it gets a lot more of these Kick It Naturally episodes out. We've been really busy launching our new keto podcast, Chat the Fat. So if you haven't checked that out, you can check it out on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're uh, listening to Cool Guy podcast. But we really dig into a lot of keto stuff on that podcast. But I promised that today I would come back and talk about a topic that really is centered around the most common questions that we get. And and all of those questions pretty much revolve around uh, using HCL and and kind of understanding the issues that can come up when somebody first starts HCL and all the adjustments that may be needed so you can kind of figure things out while you're testing out using HCL. So we're going to talk about all the possible troubles that can come out and, and what they may mean and then, you know, the ways you can fix them so you can be like one of the cool kids. Because it seems like the people who, who need HCL the most are also the people who have the hardest time uh, and the most symptoms that kind of come up and reactions when they first start HCL. So by the end of this episode, you're going to kind of understand why that is and and if you're that person, then you get to understand some steps you can take to kind of uh, turn that around. So what we see happen a lot is somebody that really needs HCL will start using it and they'll get some kind of crazy reaction or some result. You know, they'll they'll have a lot of discomfort or they'll have crazy diarrhea or reflux or uh, why am I more bloated now? All these things. And then they'll say, oh, I must not need HCL. This isn't the right thing for me. And they stop it. And then they never fix their digestion and they continue to suffer for another 20 or 30 years or however long they've been suffering with whatever issue that they're dealing with that is being caused by the, the poor digestion. And the reason that a lot of these people never actually fix the problem is because, uh, you know, in order for the body to make hydrochloric acid or to make enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach, Uh, the body needs minerals. It needs all these minerals to be able to make hydrochloric acid. Well, if you don't have enough hydrochloric acid, you can't break down your food to the point where you can actually pull minerals out of the food that you're eating. Does that make sense? So you you see how a person can kind of get stuck in this catch-22. I don't know. I don't remember what the catch is, but it's it's a catch-20 something where they just continue to be miserable uh, forever because um, they can't uh, make uh, access enough minerals to make the hydrochloric acid, and they don't have the acid to pull the minerals out of the food. So they're just kind of stuck in this state of broken. So we want to do some troubleshooting so these folks can, can see the same great results. And uh, uh, before we dig into the, all the troubleshooting, let's talk just real quick about some of the main reasons that someone might want to use HCL. And if you're new to all this and you need to uh, you need some help uh, fixing digestive issues, you can sign up for our almost free uh, four-week digestion course. It's at kickitnaturally.com forward slash digest registration. And, and uh, it's just 50 cents. It's, you know, so save up, save up so you can spend the 50 cents. And we just have that there to kind of keep out all the spam registrations. But it's, it's basically a free course 
that we made for our book readers because, you know, some of the things are a little complicated and looking at your own physiology and understanding how to fix digestion can be a little complicated. So we, we put some videos together to make it easier for people to kind of, you know, have somebody hold their hand and, and walk them through that process. But, you know, it's really important to have ACL not only to be able to break down your food, um, but the ACL that the body makes in the stomach is the barrier of the body. It keeps all the bad critters out. So when you eat on the salad bar and you scoop up some salad that some kid just sneezed on and you get all of those bacteria and bad critters into your body now, uh, if there isn't that acid barrier in the stomach, they come right in, set up camp, and they raise their kids and they have keg parties and it's a, it's a good time for everybody. Everybody but you, really, is basically the situation. So you really want your body making that stomach acid so that it can break down the food that we eat, pull the nutrients out of that food, and also be that barrier to protect us. And there's a lot of reasons that someone may not be making enough stomach acid, uh, just like we just talked about. If if there's low minerals in the body for one reason or another, um, and there's lots of reasons that that can happen, but if there's not enough mineral in the system, then the body can't make enough HCL to really break down the food correctly. Uh, maybe someone was using like an acid reflux drug. You know, we're all taught that, hey, when you have acid reflux, that means you have too much stomach acid. So why don't you just turn that out? Turn the whole stomach acid thing off. Mother Nature was probably stupid to have that in the first place. So let's just shut it down. And so when that's the case, then a person really isn't breaking down their food and they're really not going to be able to make their own uh, HCL. But... We know, and if you're having issues with uh, acid reflux, then definitely go to kickitnaturally.com and in the search box, search for acid reflux, and you'll find our episode that kind of explains that uh, in most cases, acid reflux is actually caused by not enough acid. It's not too much acid that causes acid reflux. It's not having enough because the little valve, the lower esophageal sphincter that closes after food comes in, it's at the top of the stomach. Food comes in and then that closes so the food doesn't reflux back up. Well, that valve is triggered by stomach acid. So if somebody's only making a little bit of stomach acid and it's not enough to trigger that valve, now the small amount of acid that you have is coming back up and then it burns you and you're like, what the heck is going on? Give me some some kind of refluxy drug and I'll, I'll turn this off. So that's kind of how that works. And, and uh, it's not really such a great idea to turn off the body's mechanism that is not only helping you get nutrients from the food you're eating, but is also protecting your body from invaders. So there are some more gentle ways to acidify your stomach a little bit. Maybe a person is making some uh, stomach acid, but it's maybe it's, it's just not quite enough. Um, or maybe there's some kind of invader in there, some kind of bacterial overgrowth, and we'll talk about that in a second. But maybe they just need a little boost. And vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid uh, is a a very gentle way to uh, acidify the stomach. And and usually we use this more to acidify the stool for someone who is dealing with constipation issues. And this kind of helps the stool move a little easier because it's a more acidified. And, And so we'll use an ascorbic acid form of vitamin C. Not just any vitamin C. It has to be ascorbic acid. And... Uh, we use that to acidify the stool. But if someone just needs a little bit of boost or maybe just needs to wipe out some bacteria in the stomach, ascorbic acid may be enough to help them out. So it's sometimes we like to see people just do a more gentle version before they get more aggressive or maybe 
you're trying to help a kid, you know, and we want to be more gentle with kids. Maybe we don't want to give them uh, something as strong as HCL, so maybe we'll use ascorbic acid. When I see someone wanting to help a kid acidify their stomach, I really like to see them just give them like a pickle after the meal, you know, because that has that vinegar in there that'll help acidify it a little bit. And they, oh, I like pickles. I'll eat that. And that way you're kind of using a food and you're not being so aggressive. Um, but you could also use apple cider vinegar. And that's a great way to acidify the stomach a little bit. But keep in mind that both of these steps are really only going to help the person that just needs a little bit of a boost. They're not going to help somebody who's having major bloating issues or or major constipation or other issues that are caused by a lack of digestion. They're just going to give a little bit of a boost. And you also have to keep in mind that apple cider vinegar uh, can be very pro-anabolic. So if you're dealing with an anabolic imbalance... Um, you don't want to use a whole lot of apple cider vinegar. And if you're like, what the heck is an anabolic imbalance? Um, That's an imbalance that we teach people how to look at when they look at their own body chemistry by just doing simple self-tests at home. So we teach how to do that in in, in all of my books and um, in uh, in our almost free four-week digestion course. If if you want to read my book, Kick Your Fat in the Nuts, uh, you can download that free. We give that to all of our listeners for free. And you can get that at kickitnaturally.com forward slash book and that'll kind of walk you through looking at all those imbalances i i just like to say that real quick in case you're a first-time listener and have no idea what i'm talking about it does happen sometimes people have no idea what i'm talking about sometimes i have no idea what i'm talking about but now let's talk about for the people who need something a little more aggressive than just a pickle or some ascorbic acid uh, um, because those are just for people who might need a little boost so if you need to use hcl I talk in all my books about how I don't like to see people get an HCL capsule that contains pepsin. And uh, pepsin is not bad. Pepsin is something that um, actually helps us digest and the the body makes pepsin and uh, pepsin needs acid in there to actually uh, activate it so that it can do its job and help us break down our protein. But the problem is is that most people need to work up to using 5-HCL capsules per meal. And that's a, a lot of pepsin to come in. And, and uh, if every capsule that you're using contains pepsin, it's usually going to be, it's going to create some discomfort for most people. Um, so we like to tell people just to look for a capsule that just has HCL in it. So if you're not using the Empirical Labs HCL from naturalreference.com that that we use, then you really need to read the ingredients of the HCL that you're getting. And you really, you want to make sure it's in capsule form um, because that will uh, make it accessible a lot easier. Uh, If you don't have enough HCL in your stomach to even break down some kind of tablet thing, then you're not really going to get any benefit from it. So the capsule is easier to break down. Um, But you want to look at the ingredients and you really want to shoot for having nothing else in there. There's a lot of just stupid companies out there that put stuff like ox bile in their HCL capsules. They put um, calcium carbonate and aloe and all these things that are very alkalizing. Like ox bile, we use ox bile with clients that have lost their gallbladder because it can help them uh, emulsify their fats and to actually digest food correctly. You need both bile flow and HCL uh, working correctly to really pull the nutrients out of your food. Uh, So 
If someone's lost their gallbladder and they don't have enough bile flow, then we'll have them use ox bile. But they use the ox bile away from their food because ox bile is very alkaline. So if you put that in your stomach while you're trying to acidify your food, then you're, ne- you're neutralizing your stomach acid. You're turning off your ability to digest your food. Then, then there's, there's this other whole subset of idiots who put like calcium carbonate in their uh, ACL capsules and Calcium carbonate is basically like an antacid. It's like a Tums or something. So it turns, it neutralizes stomach acid. So you're going to put that in the capsule with the HCL? Why do you want me to smack you in the head? It's stupid. Don't do that. So don't buy the supplements from the idiots who are putting all these uh, alkalizing things in their HCL capsules. Uh, it's, It's the wrong thing to do. So if you can find something that just has HCL in it, then you're probably on the right track. And uh, that's what you want to use. Now, the Empirical Labs ones that we use have 550 milligrams per capsule. And uh, most people will work up to uh, five capsules per meal because that's about the amount that the body is supposed to make of HCL per meal. And since you don't know how much HCL your body's really making, you kind of want to do a ramp up where you just start with just one HCL capsule in the middle of the meal. You always want to put it in the middle of the meal because you want to chase it with at least one bite of food because you don't want the capsule just getting stuck in your esophagus there and then it dissolves in your esophagus. That's going to feel like heartburn because that's going to be acid in your esophagus. So you want to at least chase it with uh, at least one bite of food to kind of chase it down and make sure it all it all goes down. Uh, but if... We see that most people start with one capsule, and they're like, okay, that went fine, so I'll go up to two and then continue on until you get up to five or until you feel like you have enough that it's uh, working for you and your digestive symptoms are um, improving and and going away. Uh, So once that's the case and everything is going well, then a person can start reducing their dose. Maybe they go down to four per meal, and say, okay, did all the symptoms stay away? They did, okay, then maybe I can go down to three because this is a sign that your body's starting to pull more nutrients out of your food, access the minerals in your food, and be able to make more of its own HCL. And how long this takes is really different for everybody. You never know. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of people saying that after someone's taken a, a, like a PPI that turns off the ability to make stomach acid, it could take them years. Uh, before their body has the ability to start making its its own stomach acid again. So there's a lot of variation there, and I can't tell you how long you're going to have to use HCL. You're going to have to test it out. But as you ramp down and start reducing your dose, if symptoms start to come back, then you know, okay, I'm not making enough. I need to go back up to the dose that was uh, helping me keep the symptoms away. And, you know, the symptoms are things like, uh, you know, burping, and it can even be just little burps or uh, bloating or constipation or seeing undigested food in your stool. You shouldn't see that. You shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I remember I ate that a little while ago. That's exactly what I ate. You should not see that again. Uh, um, or maybe food just feels like it just kind of sits there like a rock in your stomach. That's another sign that you're really not digesting and your, your stomach is not acidifying the food correctly. Now, we talk sometimes about a warming sensation that you might feel once you have enough HCL in your stomach. So if your stomach is making the equivalent of 5-HCL 
and you add 5-HCL in there, then you might feel a little bit of like a kind of a warming sensation in your stomach. But the reality is that almost nobody feels this. Almost nobody feels this sensation and they're waiting for, oh, I got to get that warming. When am I going to get that warming? But for a lot of people, they'll never even feel that even if you do take more HCL than you need. And the actual result that will really tell you that you're taking more HCL is that your stool will get really loose because maybe you're taking in more acid than your bile can neutralize and then the body will kind of rush that acid through the system since it's not being properly neutralized by bile and it'll shoot out the back door and maybe it lifts you off the toilet like a rocket because it came out so fast. So that's a really strong sign that maybe you're taking too much HCL uh, but if you just start off taking HCL and your stool gets too loose, that's usually more of a sign that your bile is not flowing correctly. So you should stop the HCL, take some steps to get bile flowing better, and we'll talk about this more in a second, and then you can start up the HCL again. So don't worry if you don't feel the warming sensation. And a big problem with this warming sensation trick is that a lot of people will have a bacterial overgrowth in your stomach. And if you don't have enough stomach acid, you almost certainly have bacteria in your stomach that should not be there. I'm not talking about the bacteria in your gut that we want there. I'm talking about bacteria in your stomach. It should not exist in your stomach. But like we talked about, when there's not enough acid in the stomach, the door is open. Bacteria is is in the world, and it's going to come in through food that you eat, uh, and then the bacteria is going to set up camp. So If bacteria is in your stomach um, and you add HCL in there, then it's going to create like this fizzy mess Uh, and it's going to create a lot of discomfort and it might feel almost like a warming. And so someone will take one HCL and be like, oh, there's the warming. Nailed it. I don't need this after all. But then they continue to be bloated and constipated and they're burping and they're having all this discomfort because they actually do need the HCL. So this is what happens is when bacteria comes into the stomach and sets up camp and they're raising their kids and uh, they're having parties, the waste from that bacteria is very alkaline. They put out this very alkaline waste and it makes the environment better for them. They don't care about you. They're setting up camp for themselves. And by making it more alkaline, they can live and they can thrive there better. So now what happens is you put this acid in there, and uh, if you've ever mixed like baking soda with vinegar, you see it gets that crazy fizzy mess. You know, we all made the volcano when we were in sixth grade, and the, we put the the baking soda and the vinegar in there, and it the volcano came out, and here comes the lava. I'm so cool, but that reaction is caused by a very opposite uh, reaction of pHs. It's that acid in the stomach meeting uh, with something that's alkaline and you actually want that to happen outside of the stomach in the duodenum when the bile squirts down onto the acid product that's leading the stomach because that uh, sizzle there that that's kind of what helps us pull all the nutrients out but if that's happening in the stomach before the food gets acidified then you're not really breaking the food apart the food first has to be acidified so if the stomach is very alkaline and you put this HCL capsules in there, uh, then you're going to create the fizzy mess there. And that fizzy mess kind of creates more gases that create more expansion and bloating. And so someone might be more bloated 
when they first start using HCL and they're like, well, I don't want to be more bloated, so why don't I stop taking this right away? And maybe they get nauseous and uh, maybe they just don't feel well because the acid is starting to kill the bacteria in the stomach and it, it can create some discomfort and um, that opposite reactions, creating the fizzy mess, just makes them uncomfortable. So what a person really needs to do is they need to wipe out that bacterial overgrowth that's in the stomach and that it shouldn't be there. Uh, And we like to use something called D-limonene. It's basically like an orange peel extract. And um, we like to see people take just one capsule in the morning before breakfast every other day uh, for maybe five or ten doses. Something like that um, is usually enough to wipe out enough of the bacteria that you can start taking HCL and then really acidify the stomach and help wipe out that bacteria even more. And D-limonene can be very pro-catabolic, so if you're a person that's already leaning to catabolic, that you did your self-test that we teach you how to do, and it looks like you're too catabolic, you might need to skip more days because D-limonene can be very pro-catabolic, so maybe you can only take it every you know two or three days instead of every other day. Uh, but the D-limonene can then wipe out enough of that bacteria so that the HCL can acidify the stomach because some people might take... 5 HCLs per meal, and um, they're still bloating, and they're not, uh, you know, they're not fixing their constipation issues. They're not, they're still seeing undigested food in their stool because the stomach is so alkaline from the waste from all the bacteria that all that waste is neutralizing the, the stomach, the acid, and the uh, HCL. So 5 HCL capsules might only be as effective as one or even none, and they're still not properly acidifying their uh, their food correctly. I mean, I, I can remember when I didn't really know things, you know, I I, uh, I was taking 13 capsules at a time and I still wasn't, you know, breaking down my food correctly. And I, I definitely don't want you taking that many. We don't like to see people take more than five capsules because that's what the body would make. You don't want to put all that acid in there uh, to create all kinds of havoc. Instead, we like to see people use D-limonene to reduce the bacterial overgrowth and then allow those five capsules to acidify the stomach as they should. D-limonene, just for five or ten doses, is usually enough to to take care of this for most people. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit later about H. pylori and some more aggressive bacterial overgrowth where you may need more than just D-limonene. D-limonene may not be enough to wipe out those uh, overly aggressive uh, bacterial overgrowth, even if it is enough to create some improvements initially and at least allow you to use HCL without the major discomfort. But we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But first, let's get into the next major roadblock that we see people get into when they're first starting HCL, and that is acid reflux and heartburn and those type of symptoms. And, and we hear from a lot of people that are like, hey, I, I started HCL and now I have heartburn. I've never even had heartburn before, so this causes heartburn. But understand what's actually going on. Remember that heartburn and acid reflux is caused by not having enough stomach acid. The problem is, if a person has basically no stomach acid, they're very likely getting reflux. They just don't feel it because there's no acid coming up and burning them. The problem is that the stomach does still make digestive enzymes that are made to break down protein. Well, guess what your esophagus is made of? It's protein. 
So even if you're not feeling the reflux and you're having digestive enzymes come back up, uh, then those enzymes can create damage just like acid. Now, it's not going to be as fast as the acid is going to cause damage, but it still can create acid when somebody thinks that there's really no problem. So if you just started uh, HCL and you've never felt heartburn before, it's very likely that you had heartburn before, but now you're feeling it because now you added some acid in there. The problem is that the stomach is not yet acidic enough to trigger that valve to close to stop the reflux. Uh, another thing we see is that someone who will have acid reflux and they'll start using HCL and they're like, oh wow, now I have five times the pain for my acid reflux. It's like magnified by 10 now. So what's going on is that the person had a little bit of acid that was coming back up. Now they added some. So now they have a lot of acid that's coming back up. The problem is that the stomach is not acidic enough to trigger that valve to close. So for most people, when they continue to acidify the stomach, uh, then the valve uh, eventually will get triggered by the stomach acid and it will close and the reflux will just stop. So the people that continue usually end up having that stop. But uh, what I like to see people do is use the D-limonene before they go into the HCL. If, if, if reflux is a problem for them, wipe out a good layer of that uh, bacteria for a week or so and then try the HCL and see how you do. Um, it's likely that now that the bacteria is, is diminished and the stomach is not so alkaline, that the uh, HCL will be able to uh, acidify the stomach enough to trigger that valve to close. Uh, another problem could be that a person may have a hiatal hernia, though. And if a person has a hernia that's restricting the valve from closing properly, then they could take all the HCL they want. It's still not going to close, and, and the reflux is you know now going to be much worse because there's more acid coming up. So if that uh, seems to be an issue for you, you'll want to find a chiropractor in your area who has a lot of experience dealing with hiatal hernias and can help you fix that. But don't just keep taking HCL. You know, like don't work up to the 5 HCL per meal uh, dose and then just continue to take it if you continue to have reflux because like I just said, you're magnifying uh, any damage that you're doing. It's it's very common for this for reflux to get worse at first for somebody, and uh, if you're going to fix it, then maybe that's not such a big deal. But you know, maybe you try to work up to those five capsules faster. Uh, you know, most people will take their like for breakfast they'll take one, and then at lunch they'll take two, and then at dinner. So you don't have to stay the same dose for three or four days at a time. Just keep going up until you uh, find the dose that works. But if you have to get to the max dose. Don't keep getting reflux for weeks and months. Um, you should be able to fix it at that maximum dose or after doing enough D-limonene to wipe out enough bacteria that the uh, stomach can get acidified enough for it to close. So if it's still not closing and you're still getting the reflux, then there's some other issues going on. Now, a major lack of minerals can also make where that LES valve doesn't close as tight. So if you have low blood pressure, that could be a problem. You might have to raise some mineral levels in order to get that to close properly. Uh, but if it's taking too long to fix it, then it's likely that you, you may have a hiatal hernia and you'll want to get some help to, to correct that. If you want to figure out if keto is right for you or your body chemistry, check out a new podcast, Chat the Fat. 
If you know me at all, you know I believe there is no diet that is right for every person. But if major weight loss is your goal, nothing is faster or easier than keto if it's right for you. So my co-host Nissa Braun and I will help you figure out if you can use keto to get past your weight loss plateaus or improve other health issues. Just search for Chat the Fat on iTunes or Stitcher or go to chatthefat.com to learn more. The other thing we hear a lot in regard to reflux is, hey, I'm, I'm taking a PPI right now. Can I still take HCL if I'm on a PPI? And You know, I'm not going to give you any advice about, you know, drugs. That's not what I do. That's not what I'm licensed to do. That's, that's not something that I'm allowed to do even. Um, but one thing to understand is that a PPI won't reverse the effects of taking HCL. So, you know, the first thought is, well, why are you going to take HCL if you're taking something else to turn off acid? It seems, seems kind of counterproductive. Um, but some people are just kind of freaked out about coming off the PPI and they, you know, maybe they want to see, does increasing stomach acid fix the HCL? So a PPI doesn't neutralize stomach acid. It just turns off your body's ability to make stomach acid. So if you eat a meal and you're putting in the stomach acid yourself, you're just supplying your body with the stomach acid that it's not making on its own. And you supply enough that, and the stomach is, you know, you wiped out enough bacteria where the stomach can actually acidify, uh, then you may find that the reflux stops when you're adding enough acid. And if that's the case, then you can talk to your doctor about reducing or removing your dose. You can tell them, look, I, I fixed this by doing this and uh, should I go ahead and stop this? And then your doctor will work with you on that issue. But it's not like you're taking an antacid, you know, like these chalky kind of tablet things that are antacids that neutralize stomach acid. That's how they work. So if you were taking HCL capsules and an antacid at the same time, then that would be ridiculous. And I wouldn't want to anybody to see, I wouldn't want to see anybody do that but if somebody kind of wanted to work on their reflux and test out is this going to work for me um, doing it on a PPI isn't going to neutralize the ability of the HCL capsules to acidify the stomach so you can kind of test things out like that if you want to again I'm not telling you to do that I'm just saying if you want to it's not going to neutralize the acid just because you're on a PPI okay so let's talk about some poop because the most uh, one of the other most common issues that people run into is a loose stool or some diarrhea type issues, and in most cases this is caused by a lack of bile flow. So we basically in all my books I say that, that nobody should use uh, HCL as a supplement unless they're also taking beet flow because beet flow is what we use to thin the bile so it will flow correctly. Because if you acidify food in the stomach then that acidic product leaves the stomach and in the duodenum is where the bile squirts down from the gallbladder and that bile neutralizes the acidic product. And if it doesn't, then the acidic product keeps going through the intestinal tract. And you remember that that acid is made to break down protein. Well, that's exactly what your uh, uh, intestinal tract is made up as well. Not just your esophagus, but your intestinal tract. So those acids would basically break down your intestinal tract and dig a hole through them if they just sat there. So the body doesn't let that happen. It, 
It says, get this hot stuff out of here. And it brings all the water from the body to the intestinal tract uh, and trying to cool off the hot stuff and then rush it out the body as fast as it can. So that's why we get those diarrhea issues because the acidic product um, leaving the stomach is not neutralized. And again, that's one possible cause of diarrhea. But it happens to be the most common one and especially when someone is first starting HCL. If they start HCL and they improve their stomach acid faster than they improve their bile flow, if they have poor bile flow, then it's going to create a, a loose stool issue. The, the trick is that there's some other things that can cause the loose stool issue too. You know, that fizzy mess that we talked about, that um, maybe they're adding HCL into the stomach when the stomach is very alkaline and get that fizzy mess and then it continues to move through the system, and the body's like, this is junky, this is crazy, look at all this fizzy craziness, get this out of here, and uh, it'll rush it out the back door. So that can cause a diarrhea issue. So there is a, a, a weird thing where someone might increase their HCL, and the diarrhea would actually improve, and it would be because of that, or because uh, the stool was just too alkaline, because that it's it's a lot more rare for an alkaline stool to create this loose stool issue, but I have seen it a number of times, and for those people, increasing HCL all of a sudden fixes that, because now the the stool is not too alkaline, or it's not this fizzy mess. Um, But if you test that out, if you increase your dose and your diarrhea is like much worse, then you know uh, with pretty good certainty that it's a lack of bile flow that's creating that diarrhea. So maybe you're a person who you kind of go back and forth between diarrhea and constipation anyways. I, I see that a lot. And that's usually a sign that both sides of digestion aren't working correctly. Um, so if you test that out, just be near a toilet, you know, <laughs> in case it comes screaming out. Uh, but I really like to see people aggressively improve the bile flow side before they uh, start to increase HCL dosages. So if you don't have a health coach that has access to these supplements, uh, beet flow from Empirical Labs is something that consumers can buy on naturalreference.com. It's the only site that's allowed to sell uh, those supplements, uh, not through a health coach. And um, just using the beet flow alone with meals, for someone that uh, their bile may have been backed up for years or decades, it might not be enough to get it moving again. You might have to be more aggressive. Uh, you might have to do what we call a beet flow flush, which is taking like four beet flow capsules every 30 minutes for two hours just to kind of give a, a bit of a boost there. And, and beet flow, it's just, it's, it's just food basically, so it's not like taking a drug at a higher dose like that. Um, but be sure that, to understand that I'm not saying beetroot. Beetroot capsules are worthless when it comes to thinning bile. Uh, you need to use beet flow that contains the greens, uh, the concentrated beet green juice is really what helps thin the bile and get everything going. So you might need to do a beet flow flush. You may also need to do a coffee enema. Hello! Up the back door with some coffee. Uh, if you haven't done that, it, it can be a little freaky. A lot of people are a little squeamish about doing that. So we also use coffee suppositories, one called Xenoplex. Uh, and that seems to work as well. So you could just do a suppository. And and what seems to work better than anything is to do a beet flow flush on one day and then do either a coffee suppository or a coffee enema the next day. And that combo 
seems to be the most effective for people who are really backed up and having a hard time getting their bile moving. They may need to do that combo once a week, you know, four or five times to really get it moving. But uh, usually that combo once for most people is going to be enough. And for a lot of people, just using beet flow with meals is enough to thin the bile so that it will flow correctly. But if you have loose stools, if you have uh, nausea issues, if your stool is lighter than the color of cardboard, maybe you have acne or other skin issues, um, you uh, don't do well when you eat a high-fat meal, maybe you don't feel so well, Uh, those are all, uh, maybe your saliva pH is below 6.5, all those are strong signs that your uh, bile is not flowing well and you're not removing filth from the body and you're not emulsifying the fats correctly. So... It'd be really important to get aggressive uh, thinning the bile out before you use uh, HCL in those cases. But if, you st- if you're doing that anyways and you start HCL and stool gets really loose, then you know that you're creating more stomach acid than the amount of bile that you're moving has the ability to neutralize. So that means that you might need to uh, step up those efforts to get bile moving and hold off on the HCL until you can uh, start seeing that bile move better. But if you're still having digestive symptoms, maybe you don't view that as, oh, this makes too much acid. You know, you, you're supposed to have stomach acid anyways. A lot of cases, it's because bile is not flowing well enough to neutralize the acids that are coming from the stomach. So if you can reduce your dose of HCL and uh, stop the diarrhea and you've also fixed any kind of bloating or you know any other of those digestive symptoms, then that's great. But if you're still bloating and... Uh, still experiencing constipation, sometimes things like that, then it's likely that you need the stomach acid. You just need to fix the bile flow end first. So a loose stool is a great reason to stop HCL until you can fix that. Uh, Other reasons is if you have stomach ulcers. Uh, You don't want to take HCL if you have stomach ulcers because um, the acid hitting those open wounds is going to hurt and cause damage. Uh, You know, the, the the funny thing is, is that most people with stomach ulcers got those ulcers because they had a lack of stomach acid, not too much stomach acid like we believed 20 years ago. Um, But even the medical world now agrees that stomach acid or stomach ulcers are caused by bacteria in the stomach, usually H. pylori, but there's others that can do it too. And usually the bacteria got in the stomach because there wasn't enough acid to wipe them out and keep that area sanitized and, and safe. Uh, so most people with stomach ulcers got that way due to a lack of stomach acid, but you can't just add stomach acid. You have to take steps to wipe out enough of that bacteria and actually, you know, maybe you even need to use a PPI or something to reduce stomach acid to allow those wounds to heal before you can then try and and fix the problem. Um, a duodenal ulcer is another thing that you wouldn't want to take stomach acid if you were dealing with that. And, uh, basically, a duodenal ulcer is this is an ulcer that is caused just outside of the stomach. It's in that first 10 inches of the small intestine or so. That's called the duodenum. And uh, when the acid product leaves the stomach, like we talked about, that's when the bile comes down and squirts onto it right there in the duodenum. It neutralizes it there. So if the bile isn't flowing correctly, it doesn't neutralize the acid, and the acid product is still sitting there in the duodenum, And it starts to irritate that tissue, and then over time it can create an ulcer. So again, it wasn't the acid that caused the ulcer, quote-unquote. It was the lack of bile to neutralize that acid that 
uh, allowed the ulcer to show up. And that's also why we don't want people using HCL if they're not also using bile flow or beet flow to ensure that their bile is flowing correctly because you don't want to create a duodenal ulcer by acidifying your food properly but then not enough bile and then that acid leaves the stomach and just sits there in the um, duodenum and starts to irritate that tissue. So that's why we feel that beet flow is, is so important if you're going to supplement with HCL. And, and there's a lot of reasons that someone's bile may be too thick and sticky to flow correctly. Uh, you know, if someone's eating a lot of uh, carbs, uh, I mean a lot of grains or processed foods, uh, the grains and processed foods seem to thicken up the bile. High estrogen levels are, are a big deal. And, uh, you know, anybody that's on birth control that's raising estrogen uh, has the ability to have high estrogen levels, and that really thickens up the bile. Uh, stress in your life can thicken up the bile, and so can stress from your body. Uh, if resources are just really low because digestion has problems and you're not pulling nutrients out of your food, that becomes a stress to the body, and then the body elevates stress hormones like estrogen and other stress hormones, and that can thicken the bile and restrict its ability to flow correctly. So, uh, you know, anybody that has gallstones, that's that happened because bile wasn't flowing correctly. One of these issues caused bile not to flow correctly. And then uh, the bile was just be, kind of being concentrated in the gallbladder without moving until it turns into stones. And then, it, then it's really not moving. Uh, so there, you, you, with the amount of people that you hear who have had gallstones and gallbladders, you know that that's just common for bile not to be flowing correctly. How many people do you know on birth control? Geez, it's half the population. Uh, that are elevating their estrogen levels and, and causing causing a thickening of the bile. Uh, another issue can be a catabolic imbalance that we talk about in our books and courses that uh, can thicken up the bile. So there's a lot of reasons that someone bile that someone's bile may not be flowing correctly, which is why we feel it's so important to take steps to make sure that it's thin enough to flow correctly before you start supplementing with HCL. So now let's get into some of these advanced issues like an H. pylori issue or or sometimes a person might have a bacterial overgrowth in the stomach that is uh, a little more aggressive, and, and D-limonene is not enough uh, to really wipe it out or to get it to simmer down now. Um, and H. pylori is probably the most common um, bacterial infection in the stomach, and you know a lot of people believe that like you know more than half the population have it or has had it at some point. And a lot of people believe that you really don't have to wipe it out, and that can actually be a little bit of a symbiotic relationship, I just think the problems occur that when it gets out of hand. And like, uh, basically H. pylori, you know, consume um, hydrogen, which uh, kind of scarfs up all the stuff you need to make hydrochloric acid. So that's kind of what they do to um, keep the stomach from being acidic and so that they can thrive there. But even when you add acid in there, they tend to crawl up into that mucus barrier in the stomach that uh, allows them to survive even uh, once the stomach starts to get acidic. So you can add in HCL, and uh, they'll just climb up into the you know mucus barrier and be okay. So just adding HCL isn't enough to wipe them out like it is with some types of bacteria. So usually you have to end up being pretty aggressive and using more than one thing. Uh, D-limonene can be great, but usually people have to use a lot more than that. Like maybe they're using something called intestable, um, it's just a, like an herbal uh, kind of antimicrobial formula. Uh, and sometimes they'll use like uh, zinc sulfate liquid. 
and uh, some things like that. You know, I've had a lot of uh, people tell me that they have done well using a combination of Pepto-Bismol and colloidal silver. And, uh, you know, Pepto-Bismol, that's a medication. What are you talking about? But it's really, it's just bismuth, which is like a heavy metal, so you don't want to use a lot of it. Um, but bismuth kills bacteria, and it's, bismuth is something that we all have in our body anyways. And uh, so if you used it for like an eight or nine day run and then you stopped using it, then uh, I've heard from a lot of people who did well, where basically they just take like a shot glass and fill it halfway with Pepto-Bismol and halfway with colloidal silver. And uh, then just do a shot on an empty stomach. You want to do it away from meals because Pepto-Bismol seems to be slightly alkalizing as it's wiping out uh, bacteria. And then you might see that like your poop is like black. Like, oh my gosh, I died. My poop is black. But uh, it's really just a sign that a lot of the bacteria died off. So that's actually common. Don't let that flip you out or anything. And the colloidal silver, don't don't pick it up at like, you know, Walmart or something. It's, junk colloidal silver is junk. Uh, you want to get a good one. I use one uh, from, I think it's called Purist Colloids. I think they're at puristcolloids.com. Um, so that's the source that I usually use. I don't know the company or anything, but that's just the one that I found to be effective. Um, so, so that's an option. But if you think you're dealing with an H. pylori issue, uh, find my article on H. pylori. I'll put it on the show notes page that um, you can find at kickitnaturally.com. But just in the search box, just search for pylori, and you'll find my article that kind of lists a lot of the steps that I see working well. And just know that most people have to use more than one thing at a time. They have to use like things like mastic gum and uh, stuff like that and just be really aggressive with it. But H. pylori can be a complicated topic. I'll try to do an episode just on that uh, coming up. It'll probably take a two-part episode to really dig into that one. But you can check out my article until then. But I wanted to talk about um, what we do to reduce how long you need to use HCL supplements. And most people need digestive enzymes forever because it's just... uh, If you eat cooked food, you need enzymes, and by the time you're 30, most people have wiped out their supply. And So we use a digestive enzyme called Digestazyme from Empirical Labs. It's one you can get on naturalreference.com, and we use that because it contains like zinc and other cofactors that your body needs to be able to make more of its own HCL. So by using this digestive enzyme, and it, uh, it contains like a very small dose of HCL, like 100 milligrams or something. It's not enough to do much of anything. So don't think that that can replace your need to use HCL. But by giving yourself a little dose of HCL uh, and giving your body the tools it needs to start making its own HCL, then you might be able to reduce the amount of capsules you need and eventually stop and then just use the digestive And We've seen a lot of people be able to do that. Again, that'll vary drastically depending on a lot of things going on in your body and your body's ability to make its own HCL. But we like to use that one because it could reduce the length of time you need to use it. Another trick that I've been trying lately and I've been talking with some people who've been having success, some success with this is celery juice. And I've always said that uh, for as far as juicing goes, if your juice is delicious, it's not good for you because it probably has more sugar and you're just getting in liquid sugars and you're spiking your insulin levels and you're just creating a lot of trouble. 
but celery juice is not delicious. It's not even close to delicious. And it doesn't have the sugars in it that most juice will uh, when it is delicious. Um, but there's a lot of information out there about how uh, celery juice seems to have some antimicrobial uh, components to it. And it seems to have some uh, mineral salts that uh, can be beneficial and some easily accessible levels of food-derived uh, vitamin C, which means it's a whole source of vitamin C, not just like a synthetic source, like ascorbic acid. Because um, a lot of those sources of vitamin C, your body can't use it as vitamin C. Uh, now, we use ascorbic acid to acidify the stool, and that works great, but it doesn't do anything to raise your vitamin C levels because it's just a fraction of the whole C. Um, so we use what we call Bio-C from Empirical Labs to get to increase the vitamin C levels. But it said that celery juice has this too. Now, if you research celery juice at all, you're probably going to come across this guy who wrote a book about celery juice who says it's just magic and it fixes everything that's ever gone wrong. And it was very hard for me to read the book without wanting to burn it because he just said stupid thing after stupid thing and all kinds of made-up science that was completely fictional. But... Um, I have had some people using this, the celery juice, and it seems very important to have the celery juice on an empty stomach and to have like 12 to 16 ounces of it at a time. And it seems that you need to fill the stomach to have that antimicrobial effect and to give your uh, body some of the resources that it, the body needs to start making its own HCL. And so I've heard some good results. So if you try this, I really want to hear how it goes for you. Um, just uh, don't think that it's going to be like using HCL where you can immediately start acidifying your food and fix bloating very quickly and all that stuff. This this can take a time. You're probably going to use this, do the celery juice for like a month to see any type of results, but it, it's something else that's worth trying, and it's it's cheap and, and it's easy to do. So And plus it's food. I like doing things that are food, so that can be a good one. Now, people will also ask, hey, I've lost my gallbladder. Do I use HCL? And, you know, the initial thought is that, no, you don't want to do that because you don't have the bile flowing correctly to neutralize the acids and you don't want to create a duodenal ulcer or get loose stool issues. But that's because most people who have lost their gallbladder uh, are dealing with chronic diarrhea issues because they don't have the bile to neutralize their stomach acid. But we still see people... Uh, who've lost their gallbladder and they're more constipated because they just, they don't have this, they're not making any stomach acid. Um, they have other issues that are creating the constipation. And so with most people who've lost their gallbladder, we like to see them use ox bile and we like to see them use that away from their food so they're not further alkalizing the food in their stomach. So in that free digestion course that I told you about, it's the 50 cent one, uh, we have a whole page for people who have lost their gallbladder, uh, of videos. Um, it's five or six videos kind of walking you through steps you can take. And um, since ox bile is alkaline, and uh, if you're already dealing with bloating or constipation issues without a gallbladder, then ox bile is probably going to magnify those issues and make them worse. So you may need a little bit of HCL to help acidify the stomach a little more. And so we talk about the timing of using ox bile away from food and then using a little bit of HCL during food if you need it so that when that acidified food leaves the stomach, then it kind of catches up with the ox bile that you already took uh, between the meals. And then it kind of 
can meet it there and that ox bile can neutralize those acids. And it's never going to work as well as real digestion when you have your gallbladder, but it's an improvement and it's something and it can improve a lot of issues. So uh, that can be great for those who have lost their gallbladder. But I generally don't like to see who has lost their gallbladder just start taking HCL if they're not using ox bile because you're, you're not going to be able to neutralize those acids and it's going to create a lot of those problems that we've talked about. Another common question is, can I use HCL if I'm a vegetarian and I'm not eating animal protein? Because uh, basically it's animal protein and, and other proteins too that the body really needs to call on more HCL uh, to break down those proteins. So if you're eating a meal that doesn't have a lot of animal protein in it or it's just a snack and it doesn't really have protein, you're probably not going to use HCL or as much with that meal. So if a vegetarian isn't eating any animal proteins, they may still need some HCL, especially if there's some type of bacterial overgrowth uh, alkalizing their stomach. Um, when If a vegetarian is eating protein, they, they still may need some HCL to help break that down. So yes, it still is um, can be used by a vegetarian as well. Uh, I'm not a fan of eating fake proteins, um, you know, soy type things and processed pretend meat and um, some fast food burger that's uh, supposed to be some kind of miracle, you know, because it's not real food. It's it's all processed junk. Um, but if the vegetarian thing is important to you, uh, then you can use HCL when you're eating proteins just the same as uh, anyone else might use it. You just may use smaller doses uh, because your protein levels may not be as high. And anybody even eating animal protein, if you're using a very small dose of animal protein, uh, even if you normally take 5-HCL and do well with that, you may only need one or two with a, a smaller protein meal. And doing your full dose with a smaller protein meal may actually become uncomfortable for you just because there's more acid in the stomach than, than the body needs. And the last thing I want to touch on is, is how do I know when to stop or reduce taking HCL? And we want to look at the symptoms that are most common from a lack of HCL, which is burping or bloating, uh, acid reflux, constipation, um, discomfort after eating, uh, feeling like food is heavy, especially like if you eat a steak and it just feels heavy in your stomach for a long time or food feels like it sits there in your stomach like a rock uh, for hours, um, or if you're seeing undigested food in your stool. All of those are signs of low stomach acid. So if you're using ACL and all of those symptoms have gone away, then that's a great time to start to reduce your dose. And just reduce it by one and hold there for a little bit, see how you do. If it's everything's still great, then reduce it another one. And just go all the way down until you're not taking any more. And if you're not taking any more and all those symptoms are gone, then uh, that's a really strong sign that your body has started to make its own HCL again. And, and that's kind of what the supplement is. It's supposed to just be like a kickstart to kind of synthesize digestion enough to allow your body to start pulling the minerals out of the food that you're eating. Of course, you have to eat food that contains minerals. If you're eating from a vending machine, this process will take longer. Um, so... It's just a good sign that your body is starting to do what it's supposed to do and that you no longer need the training wheels. So you can stop taking it. And then if that happens and any of the symptoms come back, then you know, okay, I just need to use it a little bit longer and then go back to using it and test things out to see how you do. Just be aware of what's going on with your body and you'll know what to do and the amount that you need and whether it's time to stop or not. 
So if you need to uh, check out any of the links that we've talked about uh, in this, go to the show notes page. You can find it at kickitnaturally.com forward slash episode 312. And we'll have links to the things that we talked about um, in, in the show. If you have topics that you want me to cover on the show or some questions that you have, go to kickitnaturally.com, click on the Contact Us button, and send them to them. And we'll, we'll try to cover them on an, on an upcoming show. And don't forget, if, uh, if you're looking to lose a whole bunch of weight, um, keto can be appropriate. Uh, it really is the best way to get the fastest results if it's right for your body chemistry. And if it's not... You can actually take steps to improve issues so that keto can work for you. So if you're interested in, in, in major weight loss, definitely check out our uh, keto podcast at chatthefat.com or, or find Chat the Fat on, on iTunes or Stitcher. Okay, guys, I look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next week. Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside.